Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, uh, Bryant Bilo Corgan, joined as always by my partners in crime, Andrew, they call him Big Daddy Dobes, and yeah, Brendan yeah. Pushing It Pika. Best one yet. Best one yet. <laughs> Big Daddy Dobes. Oh my. That's a new Twitter handle for you. I'm on board. Hey, uh, there you go. <laughs> that's the best one yet. Yeah, You're getting yeah. better. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's a muscle. I'm getting better every week. Awesome. Uh, you know, we just finished, what was that, week five? Week five. Oh, yeah. God. I feel like the season's almost over already, and we just started having real fun. A lot of crazy things happened this week. It was a, a terrible... Uh, okay. Yeah, I... Terrible. What are you... What? Here's something funny. I... This is not a joke. I changed my profile picture in one of my leagues to the little salt girl with the umbrella, because I, this is the most salty I've ever been after a football week. It was... Really? It was Crush Bryant week. I got McCaffreyed. I got Fuller. I got Thomas. Yep. I, it was, it I was got rough. Hard, it was rough. <laughs> but I responded with, with Aaron Jones. So Yeah, that's, that's that was a, a good time. That's a good response. That was a good time. We'll all get into those players in just a sec once we go over all the uh, the week five games. Yeah, you know, we are going to start with the recap. Um, you know, fortunately, not a whole lot of injuries. It was, it was a pretty solid yes. week, uh, other yep. than a few actually pretty scary ones, um, but nobody who's too fantasy football relevant. Um, we can jump right into it. Let's start with the yeah. last Thursday night game was mm-hmm. the Rams versus the Seahawks. Uh, yeah. The Seahawks won by one point. It was 29 to 30. This was Good a game. game. A lot of people expected yeah, the Rams to win, and the Seahawks proved that they're no longer the mm-hmm. run like crazy Seahawks. They are willing to throw the ball, and they're looking pretty good. You know, on the Seahawks side of the ball, Russell Wilson is looking like a, a brand new fantasy football quarterback. He has People, a great two weeks. He had a great two weeks. Yeah, he's looking great, and he's really elevating his passing options. You know, DK Metcalf, you know, his stats look better than he actually played. <laughs> he had one huge run, yeah. uh, one huge catch, and Tyler Lockett looked way more consistent. Uh, you know, both those both players went for a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. Both of them got a touchdown. This is a scary team that people need to be aware of because they're going to score points every, every every which way tight ends running backs wide receivers they're they're becoming one of my favorite fantasy teams yeah and they're finally fun to watch again you know they really are letting wilson do wilson things uh i do want to bring attention to the wideouts so tyler lockett and dk metcalf uh you know i started out really high on metcalf and his production has been getting better but i've got i've kind of cooled on him a little bit you know i think he can okay. be really good but, you know, where do you have Metcalf ranked for the rest of the season? In terms of where do you think I, I think he'll finish? Yeah, you know, we or, were kind of projecting him to be, you know, kind of that, that flex, maybe wide receiver yeah. three, and really develop into that position. But I'll be honest, I think he has the talent. Um, I think he's still developing. So right now I have him as a, as a lower end flex. And, you know, if I need a Hail Mary, I'll absolutely throw him in there. But, you know, I think he still has quite a ways to go before you feel comfortable having him in your lineup. Yeah, I agree. I want to see a little bit more out of him before I feel comfortable putting him in my lineup. I have him slightly lower. Uh, I got a flex two position. Um, I think he's the perfect player to, if you got a wide receiver on a bye week, you can put him in. I'll feel pretty happy in that scenario. Uh, he's ranked number 46th uh, in the year among wide receivers. Um 
12 receptions, 267 yards, two touchdowns. That's, I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, I think that's a perfect spot for a flex or flex two. Yeah. And I want to kind of take the Seahawk analysis a little further. I think the Seahawks might be the only team in the NFL that I can think of that could potentially have a top 10 player at each skill position. Uh, Wilson, uh, Will Disley, you know, he's really turned it on. He could easily be a top 10 tight end. Tyler Lockett is performing at a high level. He could be a top 10 uh, wide receiver. And Chris Carson is performing like crazy, you know, like you predicted. You know, he's a a workhorse. That's here. Uh, Russell Wilson is the number one quarterback this year now. He is now the number one quarterback. Uh, Chris Carson, number 15 running back. We got Tyler Lockett, number nine wide receiver. And then we got Disley, number five tight end. So you were right on the money with that. Yeah, no, I, I really like the Seahawk team, and I think they are going to win a lot of people championships if they have a lot of pieces of this offense. Um, over to the Rams side of the ball, Jared Goff. I am pretty disappointed with him. A lot of people uh-huh. were expecting not quite the season they had last year, but something similar. I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I mean, it, <laughs> and in all fairness, they're not they're not bad they're just not as good as we were hoping for they just they're i don't see any there's no excitement in that team honestly when i'm watching the game it's really cooper cup and that's it that's the only person where that i I feel like is he's the only player that looks like he's giving 110 percent okay right and i do want to point out you know we'll get into the wide receivers in a second here uh but todd Gurley, i think is probably the biggest question mark with this this offense um Great stat line last week. 15 carries for 51 yards, two touchdowns is really the the calling card there. You know, I I had him ranked going into the season as a top 10 running back just because I he'd, he'd get the work. People were afraid of him not getting as many touches, which I was afraid of too, but he was, he was going to be productive with him regardless. You know, he's really not looking like the same Todd Gurley. They, they did let off the training wheels this game. They really did work him more because I think it was pretty clear he was getting frustrated by his usage. But yeah, I would too. Yeah, no, he, he just doesn't look the same. Uh, so I still have him as, you know, a top 12 running back. You know, 15 touches for Todd Gurley will be a top 12 running back in my opinion. You know, is that yeah. is that where you have him ranked? I, I think that's a, a good spot, top 12. Uh, he's ranked 14th right now. I think that he can move up a little bit more. Like you said, now that they took the training wheels off last game, I, I think we're going to get a little better performance out of Todd Gurley for uh, for the next couple of weeks. So here's a question I have for you. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out where you have him uh, kind of projected rest of the season. Would you rather have right. Todd Gurley or Joe Mixon? Oh, see, Joe Joe Mixon's <laughs> another one of those players that's been underperforming like right. a lot. Uh, so I'd rather have Gurley because, I mean, he's he's getting the job done right mm-hmm. now. Okay. He's just performing better than Joe Mixon. Okay. Would you rather would you rather have Gurley or Bell? I'd rather have Gurley again. Okay. Okay. They they just try to count on on Bell too much. He just I don't know. He he just can't it it's just only him on the team. He can't carry that entire team. Sure. Uh here's my final one for you. Yeah. David Johnson or Todd Gurley? David Johnson. David Johnson. Okay, so there's I like the limit. David Johnson on this one. Yep, there's <laughs> the limit there. Yeah, I'm not rushing to sell Todd Gurley. I mm-hmm. I think this might be near the high point of his value. Um, you know, I, I think he can keep up this level of production, but I don't. I wouldn't be ashamed of trying to sell him off. Um, I'm feeling more sell than I am buy uh, on Todd Gurley right now. Yeah, 
Yeah, me too, especially after a good performance. Right. Uh, and with these wide receivers, uh, Robert Woods has really continued to disappoint. Brandon Cooks, yeah. you know, he had to leave the game with a concussion. He's questionable for week six. Only one reception. But it's a Cooper Cup show. You know, it's All he is looking like a legitimate wide receiver one, not mm-hmm. just on this team, but in the NFL. You know, is, is do you think it's outlandish to see him as a, a top five wide receiver the rest of the season? Top top five is kind of crazy. It's kind of pushing it. Well, uh, I mean, if you look at his stats in the game, yeah, and not just this game, receiver at the moment. he's the number three overall, and I don't think yeah. I don't see that changing. You know, he really does command this offense, and nobody else can seem to cover him. Yeah, I I still think I think he's going to finish just below top five this year. Just oh, okay, slightly. come I, on, I you baby. Uh, is he top ten? Top ten. Yeah, absolutely. Low end top ten. <laughs> okay. No doubt about that. I, I just top top five, maybe not. <clears throat> okay. And I do also want to point out Gerald Everett, the tight end for the Rams. He didn't really start out being anything special, but as the season progresses, he's getting more and more involved. You know, he's one of those special athletes who can make things happen with the ball. You know, he had seven receptions. Any tight end who's that involved in such a potent offense like the Rams, he's worth checking out. If you've had tight end problems, Myself, for example, was dealing with Jimmy Graham. I'm ready to hop off that train. I might be picking yeah. up Everett to uh, see if he can be the difference maker. Yeah, especially with uh, with the injuries to Brandon Cooks. I mean, he's questionable for week six and the underperformance by Robert Woods. Goff's going to be looking to other people. And I think we saw last week Everett's a, a good option for him. Yeah. Um, you know, next game we have the Buffalo Bills who took on the Tennessee Titans. I love the Buffalo Bills this year. I don't know what it is about them, but gee dang it, I like them a lot. Uh, Josh Allen, you know, once again, fantasy stat line, serviceable. Certainly nothing special. Yeah. He he makes mistakes, but, you know, he's he's a fine QB too. Frank Gore, nothing special once again. I'm curious to see. They're in a bye week this week. I'm mm. curious to see if Devin Singletary comes back, and when he comes back, if it'll be much of a, a change in the order of how things go. Um, yeah, I, it, it seems like he was questionable uh, in week five against the Titans. Turned out he didn't play, but I, he's actually single tears, a guy that I'm, I'm really excited for. Yeah. Bye week. And, and truly after the bye week the bills have a really good schedule. So I'm trying to buy low on John Brown. You know, they, they face teams that you really have underperformed uh, this season. So, you know, I'm not necessarily going out of my way to to buy um, players like you know John Brown or not players like Frank Gore or Devin Singletary. I'm yeah. not going out of my way yeah. to get those guys. But I mean, here's their here's their uh, rest of their next couple of games after their bye. Oh, yeah. They have Miami, Philadelphia, Washington. That's gonna be a tough one, but yeah, Cleveland and Miami again. That is a and, lot of fantasy opportunity. And Denver. Yeah. yeah. So John Brown, I'm excited on. Even Josh Allen, you know, I think he's going to keep uh, getting better. I'm really excited about him. Yeah. I, I really do. Looking at the schedule, I really like the matchups for the next couple of weeks. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Tennessee Titans, mm-hmm. they were kind of an ascending team. People were starting to hop on that bandwagon. I know you were. Um, I was. I picked them to win this week. Yeah, well, that's where you yeah, that's where wrong. you were wrong. Um, wrong. There was a lot of games where we were both wrong this week. <laughs> uh, you like know, 
Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you will. Marcus Mariota returned to Earth. That's what you were expecting. Derrick Henry, you know, continues to impress. 20 carries for 78 yards and a touchdown. This offense is run through Derrick Henry. There's nobody yeah. else really on this team I'm interested in right now. Delaney Walker, yeah. Lady Goose Egg, uh, and the receivers are just unproven. So Derrick Henry is really kind of the only thing I'm interested in in this offense. It, it really is Derrick Henry. I mean, the whole question was, can Derrick Henry perform again this year, or was he just a one-season wonder? He's the uh, number 10 running back of the year so far. So I think that definitely answers the question. He can do it, and he will do it. So Derrick Henry is really the only guy I'm interested in. Um, Marcus Mariota had a good couple weeks, but he's, like you said, coming down to earth. He's going to start playing like he used to. So, yeah. Yeah, the uh, Mariota we all like to tease. Yeah. Uh, Just almost making the playoffs, but... Just, just not there. Next yep. up, we have the Baltimore Ravens yes. who face the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, the Ravens won. It was closer than I think anybody expected. Yeah. Uh, the Ravens seem to take a step back, you know, um, I don't want to say skill-wise. They just really seem to be a lot more exposed than we've seen recently. Mm-hmm. After the first couple of weeks of the season, we were thinking of them as maybe Super Bowl contenders. But yeah. Lamar Jackson, huge step back. He threw for only 161 yards, had one touchdown, but three interceptions. He really boosted his value with yeah. his rushing yards. He had 70 rushing yards. But Lamar Jackson, kind of going back to what we were forecasting before the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that they got a little. That team got a little too excited after the first two games of the season. They were, they were pretty dominant those first two games, and now they're kind of dropping down. I mean, I, I think it's largely due to their defense. Uh, the Ravens are usually known for having an amazing defense, and they are just not performing this year at all. Right. So, and I think that puts a lot of pressure on the offense. Lamar Jackson's still young. I still think he's gonna finish. Uh, you know, I, I want to say top top ten. Yeah, I still no. got faith in Lamar Jackson, uh, yeah. but he's really dropping these last two weeks. Yeah, and that's I feel like that's a pretty safe position to take on him. I still have him as a top five quarterback. I think he he does have that ability. Pittsburgh Steelers they have a pretty tough defense. Um, yeah. They've been pretty hit or miss this season, but the pieces are there. When it's clicking, they're a scary defense. Uh, Mm -hmm. The rest of the skill players played really well. Mark Ingram delivered with a touchdown. Marquise Brown made it happen with a touchdown. But Mark Andrews, you know, he he keeps making it scary playing him because he keeps getting injured. He keeps getting bruised up. Every week. Every week. He's always questionable for an injury. Then he always plays. And I, I think we saw his upside in the first uh, week and the second. We we know how good he can be. So to me, he's still a must start every week just based on his ceiling, how good he can be. Right. And his stat line is pretty normal for tight ends. You know, he had five receptions for 45 yards. If he has a touchdown, you're happy. If he doesn't, he looks like every other tight end out there. Yeah. So he did get, it seems like a, a more serious injury than than what we are used to with Mark Andrews. Uh, I don't see anything saying he'll be missing next week, week six, but keep your eye on it. See how he progresses yeah. throughout the week. Um, it, definitely the a player to monitor. Me. Uh, I remember watching the game with, with Brendan and uh, Mark Andrews hurtled and Brendan screamed at Mark Andrews. <laughs> saying, Why are you doing that? You're I did get injured. I, I do remember that. Yeah. 
We are both Mark Andrew owners in different leagues. We're <laughs> big fans home. of him. Don't hurdle. Don't get injured. But <laughs> that's yeah. Because we, like you said, he's been dealing with these injuries every single week now, and I just hope he can be healthy one game. Oh, right. Man. Yeah. That's. Maybe week six will be the week. Uh, Maybe. We'll on the other see. side of the ball, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't really it, know what to do it, with this team. So Mason Rudolph, we'll bad. start with him. That yeah. was one of the most disturbing injuries to watch in a while. I don't know it if you saw it live. Of, I it, watched it live. It was pretty It was pretty gruesome right yeah and the announcers were complimenting him keeping the play alive and as they were doing that he looked like he was dead um yeah yeah. don't know if he'll be (laughs) be around for week six pretty serious injury i I wouldn't push it i wouldn't push your luck there right right mason rudolph is is pretty good i would i would hold off if he's questionable i i don't want to risk it especially after watching that injury Right. So if he does get replaced, you know, it's going to be the third string for the Steelers. Yeah. Um, that makes me very frightened for James Conner, Juju, yep. and Vance McDonald. Uh, James Conner, he did score this week. Uh, he stepping had, it up. Uh, okay, come on. He 55 yards yeah. and a touchdown. You know, that's a good stat line. I wouldn't say that's enough for me to feel 100% better about James Conner. But good to see he can still score touchdowns. He knows how to get how to, how to get it done. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, you were already kind of cooling on him with Mason Rudolph. But with mm-hmm. another, if you drop another rung on the QB scale, I just don't know how you can throw Juju out there and feel good about it. I love the guy. I, He's such a fun player. I, I just what a fall from grace and it's yeah. not his fault at all you know he had a great game seven receptions for 75 yards and a touchdown oh gosh yeah i i would not feel comfortable having him on my roster if you drafted yeah, him you're starting either. you don't have another option you, you need to and he has that ability he can break any play for a long touchdown that's how talented he is but yeah definitely not a situation you are happy for vance mcdonald did nothing three receptions for 34 yards you know, it's one of those things. You know, I am too. avoiding him. If he's on my team, I'm yep. dropping him. I wasn't all that confident with, you know, Mason Rudolph. I am definitely not confident. Third with, string. With the I third mean, string. You just got to look at, like, what happened in New York with the Jets. I mean, look at their third quarterback. They're, that team is in shambles right now. Uh, I just don't have any faith in in third string quarterbacks it just brings the value way down um and vance mcdonald honestly really wasn't performing that well with big ben so it it's really this has really been a sad matchup to talk about i mean yeah it's been a sad season for the steelers and i'm starting james connor i'm starting juju yeah those two i'm i'm not all that happy about but i have to and really there's no other options on this team i'm exploring at this point So next up, we have the Jets, who got slaughtered by the Philadelphia Eagles. I just want to be happy. I want to talk about good things. We're just... Here's some good news. Here's a good... Andrew, stay with me. There's good news on the horizon. Sam Darnold got cleared today to play in the six. That is good news. That Um, is good news. I'm sad that we live in a world where Sam Darnold playing is cause for excitement. But, you know, it's a huge upgrade for all the skilled players on this team. I think Le'Veon Bell goes back to being, you know, a top 12 running back. If Robbie Anderson's on waivers, 
I would run to pick him up. Yeah. I think he goes back to being, I'd say at worst, a top 30 wide receiver. And I think he has potential for a lot more. I think he'd be a top 20. Um, really? I, I, I firmly believe that. He's a really talented, okay. talented player. And I think Darnold showed a lot of signs of getting better before he caught yeah. Mono. Uh, Jameson yeah, I like Crowder. And I like Crowder. Yeah, Crowder somebody I'm trying to get on waivers as well. Um, I don't think he has as high of a ceiling as uh, Robbie Anderson does. Yeah, but, but we know PPR, what he did week one. A- absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So we see what he can do. PPR, he will be valuable. Um, yeah, I think this is a huge upgrade. And keep in mind, Herndon, the tight end for the Jets. Yep. I think he's really going to be a valuable piece in this offense. And here's the thing: he's free. So if you pick him up and he doesn't perform after a couple weeks, you can drop him and try somebody oh, well, else. Yeah. It's if you're tight streaming end. tight ends, yeah, you play matchup. Yeah, he's worth a shot. And he's one of those lottery tickets where, you know, if you get him, he could be the next Kittle. You know, Kittle yeah. you got for nothing and he turned into a superstar. I think Herndon has that same level of ability. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm really excited to see this team finally perform well <laughs> with Darnold coming back. Uh, cause it's, it's really been, it's honestly been easy to talk about in the podcast. Cause we just go jets, Le'Veon Bell. Did he have a good game? Yes. No. All right. Moving on. Right now we can maybe talk more about Darnold Crowder, maybe Demarius Thomas. I know how much you like him. Uh, right. Who yeah. Yeah. was the best receiver this game against this Eagles defense. Um, four receptions, 47 yards. He's not, I, I think I can speak for both of us. Not really gonna jump on that bandwagon yet agreed yeah uh, we know yeah. who darnold's favorite are and it's not demarius Thomas. yeah don't sleep on this team you know there will be fantasy football value here and you may feel like a dumpster diver but sometimes there's treasure in the dumpster uh-huh. <laughs> sometimes people you know, throw out nice stuff well the that was a perfect opportunity for the uh one man's trash is another man's treasure exactly andrew bring it home i dig it bring uh, it home to the eagle side of the ball this yeah. is a good football team. Um, yeah. You know, year in, year out, they impress. Carson Wentz, not necessarily a super exciting fantasy option, but he mm-hmm. played he played well. He wasn't really needed. The The sad thing about this matchup was the Eagles kind of just needed to show up. They didn't really need to have any heroics. So Carson Wentz struggled because of that. He, okay, struggle isn't the right word. He didn't put up big numbers because they didn't need to him perform. to. Yeah, he didn't need to step it up at all. He just... Did his thing once they got ahead. Just hand the ball off, run out the clock and all that. So Jordan Howard, you know, did he really emerge? Is he, you know, the RB1 for this team? I I think so, as much as I hate to say it, because I'm a big Miles Sanders believer. I had a lot of faith in him at the beginning of the season. But it looks like Jordan Howard's getting most of the carries. He's got 13 last game uh, compared to Miles Sanders getting nine carries. It does look like Miles Sanders is the receiving back. Uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, six receptions, or sorry, four receptions, 49 yards. Uh, so it looks like they're just going to be throwing the ball more to Miles Sanders, so there still is value in him. But I expect Jordan Howard to be the better running back at the end of the season. Yeah, and a wise person I know kind of explained it this way. He said it looks a lot like this is mimicking the Bears' backfield, where oh, yeah. Jordan Howard you know, kind of looks like he has the – David Montgomery role and the Miles Sanders seems to have the Tariq Cohen role. Um, I think there is some truth to that. You know, I, if I had to start a running back from this team, it would be Jordan Howard. You know, he's getting the red zone opportunities. 
Miles Sanders is a really talented running back, but you know, still developing. I'm not starting him with any kind of confidence. No. Uh, Darren Sproles out of the picture. I'm not starting. I'm not thinking about him. Zach Ertz finally had his breakout game. He had a good game. It's a light breakout, finally. I suppose. Yeah, finally, finally Zach Ertz gets it done. Um, 57 yards and a touchdown. Yep. Welcome to being a top tight end. Alshon Jeffrey, underwhelming game, six receptions for 52 yards. Mm-hmm. Once again, this team didn't have to do very much. I think better days are ahead for all of them, even Jordan Howard and Ertz. You know, I think all they had to do to win this game was show up, and they did. Yep. Yeah, uh, anything else you want to break down from this game? Uh, I just can't wait to get Darnold back. <laughs> I just can't wait to get him back. Yeah. I want the Jets to put up a fight, and they just can't do that without Darnold. So yeah, that's yeah, all agreed. I got to say. This Eagles defense looking good as well. Um, still haven't given up 100 rushing yards in a game. Just want to point that out. So make sure make sure you're playing matchup there. But yeah, other than that, let's uh, let's move on to our next matchup. Yeah, next up, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Carolina Fighting McCaffreys. This is good news, this entire game. It's all good things. All good things. Gardner Minshew continues to surprise the world. He had (laughs) had over 370 yards passing and two touchdowns. That is redonkulous. Yeah, he was the eighth best quarterback in fantasy football this week. Yeah. Uh, You know, the secret garden, he's got some value. I... uh, yeah, a lot of it came garden. with <laughs> DJ Gardner. Yeah, Gardner Minshew. Ah, there you go. I get it. DJ Chark continues to surprise everybody, just yeah. like Gardner. Um, Chark had eight receptions for mm-hmm. a extraordinarily impressive 164 yards and two touchdowns. You know, this Carolina Panthers defense is stellar against wideouts. So the fact that Chark was able to do this is all the more impressive. Yeah. Um, Chark, I think rest of season is a top 30 wide receiver at least. And he has upside of being a little little higher. Yeah, no, I think he's a a solid wide receiver too at this point. Um, He really shows. taken in your league at this point. Yeah, let me join that league. Okay, you'd be surprised. I got him this week in one of my leagues. I don't know how. I just looked at free agents, DJ Chark right there. So just in go. case, double check right now because that guy is amazing. <clears throat> yeah, good advice. Um, Leonard Fournette looks great once again. Yep. 23 carries for 108 yards and a touchdown. Seventh best running back in fantasy this week. It finally seems like things are clicking for Fournette. You know, I think he's yeah. he looks like the person we thought we were getting when the season started. So He finally got his first TD. Of the season. <laughs> right. Thank God. Thank yeah, God. finally. He's looking like the like the running back we were hoping for. Uh-huh. I think he immediately steps into a top twelve running back, mainly because it's a weak running back year, but you know, he's has the opportunity and it's a good team. So Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he he's locked and loaded as a top as a top option at running back. Yeah. Eighth um, overall this year. So right. things into perspective. Uh Carolina Panthers, let's go over to that side. Yes, let's do it. it. Yeah. Let's do it. Good news, bad news. Um, yeah. Kyle Allen is undefeated, leading the Panthers after Cam Who Newton's absence. Cam Newton. That's a discussion for a different day. But <laughs> this, Kyle Allen's yeah. making the case pretty good. Uh-huh. But the star of the show was Christian McCaffrey. I, I got McCaffrey this week. Um, I love Christian McCaffrey. I hate going against him. He had 19 carries for a ho-hum 
176 yards, two huh. touchdowns. Not only that, he had six receptions There's for more. 61 yards and a touchdown. And he was still number two overall in fantasy football. Yeah. Uh, wow. What the heck? Uh, it's, yeah. He's a, he's a cheat code. It's like watching Shaquille O'Neal play basketball against a bunch of fourth graders. It's insane. He, yeah. he's amazing. Number one running back this year. A uh, little, little funny story. I was looking at the injury reports. Uh, it said Christian McCaffrey uh, didn't play towards the end of the fourth quarter due to general soreness. And I'm like, of course, if you're running for 176 yards and get three TDs, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play him the rest of the game. Holy crap. Well, here's what makes it even worse. Well, or better. It's fun. It's more funny than anything. So yeah. after the game, there's a press conference, as happens with all games. Uh, you know, they asked him why he came out at the end of the game. And he said he, he was uh, feeling a little, a little hurt. He, a little, he was having mm-hmm. uh, cramps. This SOB, <laughs> he says, after doing this on the field, goes, I need to do better. What would <laughs> he do better? He's got to uh, do better, man. Yeah, he, he was disappointed he in himself. He, he didn't finish as the number one running back this week. So yeah. Of course he's yeah. got to do better. I mean, only three touchdowns. Come on, McCaffrey, you're better than that. Yeah, that's the kind of player I want on my team. And unfortunately, I do not have a whole lot of shares yeah. in McCaffrey this year. So Remember when yeah, they I, were going to try to do <laughs> limit his workload? workload? Yeah, that was funny. You, you, is McCaffrey the number one overall running back, in your opinion? He is. Yeah, I'm right I, now, and I think he can finish as number one. Yeah, I don't know if there's anybody else I think can take the throne. You know, he's... Yeah incredible his involvement and his talent and his durability Mm -hmm. so he's the number one overall for a good reason keep him there if you have him it would take a king's ransom to get him away from me absolutely but you know float it out there see what happens i think i made a prediction at the beginning of the year i don't know if i'm if it was recorded or not but i predicted (laughs) that mccaffrey would be the first player to get over a thousand rushing yards and a thousand receiving yards this season or in an nfl season it's looking looking all right. Just saying, looking all <laughs> looking right. That's pretty good, good so far. Yes. Uh, when it comes to the wide receivers in this game, DJ Moore uh, had a pretty good showing. Yeah. Six receptions for ninety-one yards. Here's the biggest disappointment I had: Curtis mm. Samuel. I was you were really hoping about him. I was really excited about him. Yeah. You know, I I think I can take comfort somewhat in the fact that you know they really only needed Christian McCaffrey. He was making happen yeah. all by himself. You know, I think I was really excited about the Curtis Samuel experience. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks of a letdown. I started Curtis Samuel in most of my leagues last week, so I got burned. I'm Ooh. feeling a little bit of buyer's remorse. He's back to the bench until further notice. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good spot for him. Uh, I unfortunately dropped him week one, so... Well, that might not have been very unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, I do have higher hopes for Samuel. He's still a really good player, and he looks sharp. They just didn't need him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that sums up that game. Next yeah. up, we have, in my humble opinion, the most exciting game of the week. The barn we had the, burner. The barn burner, indeed. Falcons fell to the Houston Texans in a spectacular manner. Let's start with the Falcons, because that's a little less fun. Matt Ryan had a really good game, 330 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, and one rushing touchdown. There's the, was, one, of the yeah. one of the year. 
shockingly mobile. Yep. He was the uh-huh. second scoring, second highest scoring quarterback this week. Um, you know, when it comes to his receiving options, Calvin Ridley got a touchdown late yep. in garbage time. Julio Jones was a huge stinker. He only had three receptions for 42 yards. Mohamed Sanu popped up and reminded everybody he's still playing football. I'm shocked Matt Ryan yeah. got as many touchdowns as he did. <laughs> Me too. Because really, this game was so out of hand so early. It was the Texans game, and the Falcons were just in the building. Um, they were just trying to – they were kind of like the younger brother trying to just copy what the older brothers are doing, <laughs> just, just falling behind. It's just yeah. really trying to do good things, but they just can't. Right. Yeah. And obviously Julio Jones is a great player, so don't Mm -hmm. overreact too much. Calvin Ridley, good to see him get in the end zone again. I think he's a pretty valuable option. Austin Hooper was really involved once again. Six Mm -hmm. receptions for 56 yards. You know, you would have liked to see a touchdown, but that's that's good involvement. You can't hope for much more. Number one tight end this season, which is crazy. Number one tight end this season is Austin Hooper so far. That makes me ill. Um, That makes me happy. Yeah, Man, that's gross. Yeah, yep. Uh, yeah. Devontae Freeman finally scores a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the drought is over. 11 carries for 30 yards. Not very exciting. But five receptions for 40 yards and a touchdown. He is more valuable in PPR leagues, but he is heavily involved in the passing game. Yeah. Excited about the touchdown. He did look better this game. I would try to sell him off this performance if you could. Um, okay. But yeah, I, how do you feel about that? Uh, I, I'd like to keep him. I would keep him. I, I like the fact that he's involved in the passing and running game. Uh, he could, I would prefer him to get a little bit more yards on the ground, but I, I think he's fine. All right. I like- <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rush to get rid of him. Honestly. I think that as long as he's, he's performing the way that he did this week, I'm not going to be that upset. Yeah, and I think you said it perfectly when you said he's fine. He's fine. Yeah, I think that's accurate. I'm concerned with how much they're involving Ido Smith. I'm concerned with the injury history. If I can get a solid offer for Devontae Freeman, I'd be tempted to move along. Uh, That sums up really the Falcon, fantasy-relevant Falcons in this game. Let's go to the – oh, let's hear it. Mohamed Sanu, are you interested in picking him up? No, no. no? Mohamed Sanu is a good player. He pops up from time to time. I'm not interested. You know, I don't okay. think this offense will be able to consistently have three top tier wide receivers. Um, and I think the emergence of Austin Hooper has come at the expense of Mohamed Sanu. Because historically, Sanu has been the the kind of fallback option for Matt Ryan, kind of that consistent receiver. But with the, you know, absolute exceptionalism of Julio Jones. Um, Calvin really has emerged and really Austin Hooper is there to pick up the scraps. I don't think there's a lot for Sanu, but when everybody's focusing on the other options, every once in a while, Sanu's going to have a good game. So so I do like Sanu. There's, there's worse starts to throw. Right. Yeah. I don't think there's too many mouths to feed. I do like the first three options, Jones, Hooper, Ridley. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, to the Texans side of the ball, huge, huge game for uh, Deshaun yep. Watson. He really showed why he could finish the season as a number one QB. And he was a number one QB this week in particular. 426 yards, throwing five total touchdowns. Wow. 
what a clinic. Um, wow. We expected this to be a huge game for the Texans. Mm-hmm. And I, I said this is going to be the best game all season for the Texans. They put yeah, up 53 I, points. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was beautiful. Um, it was on the back of Will Fuller, who had, you know, the best. If I heard this correctly, shout out to the fantasy footballers. Will nice. Fuller had the best fantasy football day uh, of any wide receiver in a half point PPR league in 15 years. Uh, that's crazy. I will. I mean, yeah, yeah. you can look at his Ugh. stats here 14 receptions, 217 yards, three TDs becoming the best wide receiver this week. So the number one quarterback and the number one receiver. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a, what a game. And I'll be honest with you, Andrew, I'm pretty freaking salty. Do you want to ask yeah. me why? Uh, why is that, Bryant? If you would have said before this, this game, <laughs> one of your receivers on this team is going to blow up for 217 yards yeah. and three touchdowns. I would have said, finally, a breakout game for DeAndre Hopkins. D-Hop is going to have a good game. That was my prediction, and gosh darn it, it did not turn out that way. Will Fuller popped that balloon. Yeah. Um, yeah, happy for Watson. Sad for sad for Hopkins. He still had a yeah. decent game. He had over 80 yards, but not not the breakout game I was hoping for. Not, it and it was the game that, that Fuller got. So it, it was something. really, really funny watching the meltdown of Brendan because he's also a D-hop owner. And just every time Deshaun Watson throws the ball and you see the, you see the hair, you see the yep. dreads and you're like, yep. Oh, D hop. No, it's Will Fuller. Will Fuller, yeah. Fuller for yeah. the third time. That hurt. Yeah. After the first cut, after the first two touchdowns, I'm like, okay, time to share the love. Yep. Come, come on, Watson. Nah. No, not so much. Nah. So a great day for Will Fuller. Carlos Hyde continues to break hearts. Yep. 21 carries, 60 yards and a touchdown. He's he is just good enough to be relevant. Uh huh. Yeah, I actually I, started him this uh, week. I, yeah, I like congrats. the matchup against the uh, rough defense from Atlanta. And honestly, I, I wouldn't say he's matchup proof, but I think he's a pretty good start no matter what yeah. week. You know, 21 carries is a huge volume, and Carlos Hyde isn't necessarily the most talented player, but, you know, give any running back that many carries in such a good offense, he's going to get opportunities not only to score, but to get big yardage. So yeah, I really like great. Carlos Hyde. He's been a really good waiver pickup for the people who are fortunate enough to have picked him up. Uh, right, next next up, we have the Arizona Cardinals, who, you know, I guess not shockingly, beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Let's start with the Cardinals. Kyler Murray looked great. His best oh, game boy. of the season, uh, both fantasy points and passing the eye test. He had 253 yards through the air, and he also threw in 93 rushing yards. And a touchdown. Yeah, I was really, I, I'm really happy to see the rushing yards improve because that's something that he's so, so great at. Um, he was the fifth overall score, top scoring quarterback this this week. I think this is only going to get better. You know, he's a top ten quarterback so far this season. I think he's going to stay there the rest of the season too. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, he's going on an upward trend. Um, he's finally getting those rushing yards in, like you said. And I, I think that the, not only is Kyler Murray going to get better uh, throughout the season, I think the Cardinals overall as a team, I think they're just going to start performing just better and better each week. Oh, I think the Cardinals offense will, but yeah, the Cardinals a as a point. team will not. The uh, defense still 
they need they have a lot of improvements that need to be done. Yeah, one of my favorite things about the Cardinals is their bad defense. You know, that's that's great for yeah. Kyler Murray. Um, and it will give him a lot of opportunities to need to play catch up. Uh, David Johnson looked great. 17 mm-hmm. carries for 91 yards. He had three receptions for 65 yards. He did have, you know, those back issues. Um, yeah. I don't know how much that'll stick with him. He does, unfortunately, have a little bit of a past with those kinds of soft tissue issues. Um, but he looked unaffected by it. You know, just something to keep on the radar. I really like David Johnson. He, I think he's a top eight running back. You know, he's being involved both rushing and passing, mm-hmm. or pass catching, rather. Yeah, I, I like it. I think he has established himself as a top tier running back. Here's a question for you. Would you yeah. ever have Fournette or David Johnson the rest of the season? Uh, I like David Johnson. David he's Johnson. Getting, he's getting more touchdowns than Leonard Fournette. He's going get to more, get more points to me. Uh, yeah. David Johnson's got three touchdowns, one rushing, two receiving on the year. Leonard Fournette, uh, one rushing touchdown this year. But way How do you more feel about uh, David Johnson or Derrick Henry? Ah, man. <laughs> Uh, I am, I'm going to go Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. I'm going to go wow, Derrick okay. Henry on this one. Uh, yeah, I, I can't Henry, argue that. He's yeah. less involved in the passing game, only 97 passing yards, or receiving yards, I should say, only 97 receiving yards this year compared to David Johnson at 247. Um, but I, I just think that, that, I mean, he is, there's honestly no other option for Tennessee. They just give the ball to Derrick Henry. And I, I, I just, I like it. I like it a lot. He's getting a ton of rushing yards. <laughs> I, like it a lot. <laughs> I like it a lot. 388 uh, rushing yards a season, four TDs for Derrick Henry. So I'm going to go Henry. What about you? What you yeah. It, you know, I think, I think that's the right call. He is that offense. David Johnson, I like more as a player, but you know, this really is the Kyler Murray experience. So yeah. I, I would go Derrick Henry, but it's close. And that just goes to show how, you know, before the season, you just really don't really know what's yeah. going to happen. Johnson over um, Fournette, though? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah that's not uh, even close. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the passing options, Larry Fitzgerald looked his age. Six receptions mm-hmm. for 58 yards. You know, Christian Kirk still dealing with an injury. Um, you know, it's just going to be one of those things. Murray will get it done. I think the receivers are kind of irrelevant or who's catching the ball. I yeah. think he's going to get it done. Um yeah, anybody else in the Cardinals you want to cover? Not really, no. No, it's really just it's those <laughs> three guys. Once Christian Kirk's back, then we can talk about him more. Um, I think he adds a little bit more value to this offense, but yeah. Just yeah, three. let's let's talk about some disappointments. Uh, the Bengals. Andy Dalton. Not that disappointing. Um, yeah, it was disappointing enough. Andy Dalton looked very Andy Dalton-like. 262 yards, two touchdowns. He was number 10 overall for QBs, so you certainly could have done worse. Joe Mixon, you know, looked solid. 19 carries for 93 yards. He was running well. Uh, Granted, it's against the Cardinals, so you have to use kind of rose-colored lenses. Um, Yeah, Mixon is one of those players where, talent-wise, I think he's on the same level as a Todd Gurley. But because he's on such a, a terrible offense with such a terrible offensive line, it's going to really limit what he's capable of doing. Yeah, I think I, he, I, I think, think he's a high end RB two at this point. Me too. Yeah, I, I I would have a different belief uh, with him if I if he turns at ninety three rushing yards into hundred rushing yards, or if he had a touchdown in there. But yeah, it, dumb. yeah, 
I got well, just to add add to the I mean seven more yards. <laughs> I'd like it more if he had like a touchdown. A yeah. Seven more yards doesn't yeah. sound like a lot, but if he got those seven extra yards, I would I would say that he had a really good game. Seems pretty superficial right. there, Andrew. Yeah. Um <laughs> You gotta get to the bonus the bonus fantasy points seven, for hundred rushing yards. Seven yards. Uh, seven more yards and I think that he would he would have a great game, but yeah, Tyler Boyd looked incredible. Uh, he looked really good. This was a Tyler Boyd that we saw last year. Ten receptions, love that, for 123 yards and a touchdown. Heavily involved in our pickup of the week last week, yep. and we said we could start him right away. Right. Auden Tate, three receptions, 26 yards, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Nothing that'll blow your socks off, but a very serviceable stat line from yeah. you know somebody you plucked off waivers. So, you know, Bengals offense still has some spark. Nothing nothing too crazy. There's value here. Mixon, Boyd, those are the two I'm focused on. I'm not yeah. that excited about Dalton. Auden Tate, I think as soon as Ross or Green come back, he's going to fade back into oblivion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm Mixon and Boyd are the highlights. I'm excited to see what's going to happen with A.J. Green when he comes back. That's well, here's my concern. Board. This is a contract year for AJ Green. Yeah. So he is really under no obligation to rush back from his injury. So I think it might be a while before we see Green back. Um, he's really going to make sure he's 100%. He's, yeah. he's saving his body for a contract, you know, and I, I can't blame him for that. Mm-hmm. But fantasy wise, that's going to be a little bit of a bummer. So I'd, I'd be expecting to wait another, another couple weeks for sure. All right. Uh, next up, we have oh gosh, just a absolutely we're, dreadful we're going, game. We're going back to sad news here. Going back to sad news. Yeah, Patriots winning. So sad news number one. Sad news. Yep. And they beat the Washington professional football franchise mm-hmm. so bad that they fired their coach. He's gone. Can't blame him. You know, it's tough going up against the Patriots when you are starting backups at pretty much every position. He's starting Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy, AP, yeah, it's it's a travesty. So we'll start with the Washington team just to get it out yeah. of the way. Yeah, let's get it done. Jay Gruden got fired. Yep. Hey, who cares? Um, quarterback is a mess. Jay who Gruden knows what cares. they're going to do? I do think the new head coach, I think Bill Callahan is his name, he's going to have to f- play Dwayne Haskins. The owner of the Washington team personally made – made it happen to pick up Haskins. Yeah. So that's going to be, I think, their prerogative right away. So I predict Haskins will be the starting quarterback moving forward, getting him that experience. Time. Yeah. And I don't know if I like that. You know, I really like Case Keenum. He seemed to be able to move this offense forward. So I think that's a downgrade for everybody, including Scary Terry. So, yeah. you know, Terry McLaurin went from a pretty solid wide receiver three I think now he's back to the bench until Haskins or whoever they choose can prove to be hopefully an effective Haskins. quarterback. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, is it hopefully? I don't know uh, at this point. I mean, it, uh, they started Colt McCoy last week. I'd rather have Dwayne Haskins and Colt McCoy. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. They're, um, they're, they're done for this year. They, they <laughs> just want to prepare for next year. You can right, tell, I mean, yeah. Yeah. We were talking last episode about the Bengals versus the Dolphins on who's going to tank their team. Uh, I think the Redskins are are definitely uh, they jumped into second. They really they really wanted to put their their foot in the race, and they're just 
yeah, I, I can't see him winning a game this year, honestly. Yeah, no, I putting really their can't. foot in the race is a good way of saying that, Andrew. Yeah. Um, going over to the Patriots side of the ball, it's the Patriots. Tom Brady looked yeah. great. Uh, almost 350 yeah. yards, three touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's he's a magician. It's kind of What's irritating happening? at this point. Sony Michelle did look great. He's, I think, the highlight of this game. 16 carries for 91 yards and a touchdown. I was waiting for him to have a a good game like this. It seems like it's been a long time since you were comfortable starting Sony Michelle. And that's just the nature of the Patriots' offense. So I think kind of the rule of thumb I'm following is if there's another running back who's out, I'm playing Michelle with confidence. Mm -hmm. Burkhead was out. I feel way way more confident with Michelle. Uh, I... It was. I was slightly worried um, with the split shares between Michelle and White this game, but White really, James White really didn't perform that well. Six carries, twenty-six yards. Um, he did receive the ball though, like he usually does. Six receptions, forty-six yards. But it was really also to Michelle, and I like that a lot. Yeah, no, I I agree with you there. Um, I think he's. I'm nervous to say he's a buy low option because the Patriots like to break hearts. But yeah. please keep in mind, historically with the Patriots, as the season progresses, as they get ready for the Super Bowl run, Tom Brady gets less involved and they do focus through the run more. Mm-hmm. Um, that typically happens around weeks eight and nine. Uh, and obviously you can't 100% promise that, but that seems to be the, the track that they follow Yeah, as it gets colder in Foxborough, as Tom Brady's saving his skills up for the playoff push. Sony Michelle, you know, is I I expect to be a big beneficiary of that, and I think he's going to yeah, prove to be a, a pretty valuable component of this offense. Julian Edelman had a great game, eight receptions, 110 yards, and touchdown. Unfortunately, I think at the expense of Josh Gordon, who only had yeah. five receptions for 59 yards. He's really not had that good of a season. Yeah, people were excited about them. And this is something I wanted I to was. ask you. Edelman and Gordon, you know, I think they're both. I think you can consider them both top 20 uh, wide receivers. Gordon is the more talented player. I think yeah. everybody can agree on that. But Edelman just has that connection with Tom Brady. You know, yeah, I, I, guess... I agree. It's Josh Gordon really hasn't been that involved. I mean, he's ranked 42 uh, this season among wide receivers. Edelman ranked 16th. It really seems like Edelman's the guy. Uh, yeah, Josh Gordon only 280 yards and a touchdown this year. So, so where you where do you have him ranked? Uh, where do you see his role being on your team? On my team, honestly, I'm looking for other options to start. Uh, I I don't. Wow! Have, so you're benching Josh Gordon? I'm benching Josh Gordon. He's just cool. not. He's really not been involved this season as much as I want him to. He's he had one good game. That's yeah. That's I mean, it. so I'm if I have other options, I'm playing them instead. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. I think it's kind of been a, a factor of them not really needing to use him. You know, they haven't really had any tough games so far this season. And I'm curious to see how that evolves. I think I'm much more optimistic about Gordon. I'm still starting him if I have him. It's kind of like the Chiefs situation. You don't know who's going to get the ball, but you know somebody's going to be happy. Uh, and you don't want to be the guy who, uh, you don't want to be the jabroni who has him on your bench when he yeah. goes off. So don't, I do like Gordon. Jabroni. 
five receptions is it's not terrible. You know, five receptions from Tom Brady, I'll take that. You know, at the very least, I'll take that as a flex. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think I'm that's looking at other thing. options. I put them up on the trading block. I'm I'm looking I'm looking for other okay. options there. I think it, it may be because I'm <laughs> getting annoyed with the the Patriots. Any you know who's gonna have the better game this week? Or, you know between the running backs and the wide receivers and all that. And you know it's just just too much of a risk for a low reward that I've gotten from Josh Gordon. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you there. Uh, next up, we have the Bears who lost yeah. shockingly to the Oakland Raiders. Yep. London uh, game. Yeah, David Montgomery. Uh, he did score a touchdown, but he only had 25 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not great. You know this this Bears offense looks like it's. Uh, I'm trying to think of a, a diplomatic way of saying this. Yeah, there's a, a word that starts with cluster, and it ends yep. with a K. I'll let you figure out what it is, Go but. For it. They just seem confused. You know, Allen Robinson did go off. Seven receptions for 97 yards, two touchdowns. That's fantastic. He's been the only guy on that yeah. team that's that's really been performing fantasy-wise, in my opinion. Yeah, and even then, you know, with Robinson, I'm not all that confident in him. You know, he does have the ability, but Chase Daniel, I don't want to trust him. Uh, Allen <laughs> Robinson, I have him as a flex. I, I just, mm. I'm not that confident or sure about him. Okay. David Montgomery, I have as a running back three or a flex option. You know, this this team doesn't want to run the ball. They want that to be their identity, especially yeah. because they have Chase Daniel. Um, yeah, other than that, I'm not starting Tariq Cohen. No other nope. passing options seem feasible. Mm-hmm. I think those are the two options you're looking at for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little more high on Allen Robinson. Um, I feel like he's really been the only somewhat consistent player on this team. Uh, so I got him as a uh, wide receiver three, high-end wide receiver three. Um, David Montgomery, I, I'm i not that excited about anymore. Um, I'm kind of growing on him a little bit, though. Seems like he's getting pretty involved in the offense. Had a rough game last week, but yeah, I got, I got Montgomery as a flex. Yeah, and when you let's talk about Allen Robinson a little bit because this is a player we might disagree on a little bit. Yeah. I do think he's supremely talented. You know, he demonstrated that with uh, Jacksonville a couple years ago. But I mean, here's his game log. Uh, let's just say standard scoring, mm-hmm. non PPR. Uh, he had ten points, four points, six points, seven and a half, twenty one. Yeah, that's some yo yoing. Um, you know, I do really like Robinson. He's not somebody I can feel like i could trust uh you know i think you like like him a lot more than i do mm-hmm. this offense scares me uh, i'm flexing him for the time being but yeah I, i'm concerned for the future going over to the like raiders him. side of the ball he's ranked 13th overall wide receiver right now so he's yeah, far that's... better than mike evans far better than edelman d hop i think he's still good enough that to be in that wide receiver three maybe wide receiver two spot Okay. Yeah. No, I once. Okay. You know, I, I don't agree with you, but I can absolutely see where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, on the other side of the ball, the Raiders podcast, (laughs) that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Yeah. With the Raiders, uh, I think it's safe to say Josh Jacobs is a top, top tier running back. Yeah. Yeah. He was number one overall running back in this draft for a reason. And he mm-hmm. demonstrated it. I don't think there were many people starting him against this really intimidating Bears defense. But Josh Jacobs makes it happen with 26 yeah. carries, 
for over a hundred yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, in I London. Think I, I might have put him uh, as a nay last week, or at least I was thinking about it. Because anytime you go up against the Bears' defense, I'm very worried because I know how good they are. Yeah, um, but Josh Jacobs, man, he's—I mean, third best running back uh, this week. I think he is thirteenth um, this season among running backs. There was the worry at the beginning of the season. You know, we don't know if he can carry the load. Uh, I think he he definitely can. He really can. Uh, he was the only good performer uh, on the Raiders this this game, even though they beat the Bears, which was awesome. But yeah, it's it's all Josh Jacobs. Yeah, no, and I think he's only getting better. Yeah. Uh, he really seems to be getting more of the workload and more trust uh, from John Gruden. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like him. Um, your window to buy low probably has closed, yeah, but he's somebody that I am buying if I can. You know, he looks like he's you know the going to be the rookie of the year in my opinion. Yeah, uh, and that's really it. Darren Waller disappointed, but tight yeah. end, so it goes. Yeah, yeah. those upside, but you know, if you want to take the risk playing him with Derek Carr as the quarterback, <laughs> what <laughs> you're doing the- there. That's the roller coaster we ride. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the Minnesota Vikings yes. who beat the New York Giants. I was hoping for an upset here, not going to lie, but Minnesota Vikings and did I the. Wondered. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I was hoping to not be upset. Yeah, well, the Vikings proved that they're not totally terrible. They did win this game pretty comfortably. Yeah. Dalvin Cook, you know, how do you have him ranked? <laughs> I think there's a really good argument to be made for him being a top five running back this season. You know, yeah. do you think that's accurate? I got him top five. I got him top five, and and here's why. You got to think of who do you think uh, can be better than him. So I think McCaffrey is better. I think you can argue Aaron Jones can finish better than Delvin Cook, uh, Elvin Kamara, and honestly, I th- I think that's about it. I mean, Eckler's ranked second right now, but with Melvin Gordon back. You know, I I think he drops a lot. I got Delvin Cook as a top five. Wow. Yeah, no, and I I don't think you're wrong. You know, as long as he stays healthy, this team wants to use him and run him into the ground. So he looks great. You know, you really got a value if you did draft him. Mm -hmm. He looks fantastic. No complaints there. Uh, Adam Thielen, uh, start of the week. I'm pretty proud of this one. Uh, Seven receptions for 130 yards, two touchdowns. Once you again, you see, that was your yay. That this, was your yay. I remember that. Yeah, this guy was a stud. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't think he's going to do this very frequently. Kirk Cousins, I don't think, is good enough to have that happen. But this goes to show you, he's a talented dude. Yeah. Um, if you started him, congratulations. If you listen to me, congratulations. Yep. That was that I, was exciting. This is, this is why you start Adam Thielen right here. Seven receptions, 130 yards, two TDs. This is why, in my opinion, you can't bench him. Uh, you always got to start him in that wide receiver two spot. Yeah, this is his upside. Um, I will say, I believe it came at the expense of Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Uh, who, you know, denies trade rumors, but admits that there's truth to all rumors. Three receptions for 44 yards. Are you even wanting to roster Stefan Diggs at this point? Not really. Not really. The issue is I do have him on one of my teams. Uh, I'm currently offering him up in some of my trades um, just to kind of have a 
have a, a face, you know, to, to bring up a little excitement on the other end. But Stefan Diggs really has not been performing at all. Um, it's It's been all Adam Thielen getting the targets. It's been Cook and Thielen. Stefan Diggs has been really looking invisible this year. So I, I still have him on my bench, but I definitely don't have a starting spot for him. Yeah, no, I think you have to at this point. He just does not seem to be in sync with yeah. the team. Uh, over to the giant side of the ball, Daniel Jones looked like a rookie quarterback. 182 uh-huh. yards, a touchdown, one interception. He didn't have a whole lot of help in this game. Uh, Wayne Gallman left the game early with a concussion. He is questionable for week six. Sterling Shepard didn't do all that much. Five receptions for 49 yards. Evan Ingram was quiet. And Golden Tate, you know, was very quiet for his first game with the Giants. You know, I I think this this offense is still trying to find their identity. I do like a lot of these options. I still love Evan Ingram. Sterling Shepard, I am curious to see how he... plays with golden tate i wouldn't want to start either shepherd or tate until i see a little bit more about what this offense looks like with both mm-hmm. of them i think we have another couple of weeks before we see that to its fullest extent yeah um, you can you can look at the giants uh schedule here i mean they're going up the patriots this thursday that right. scares me i don't like that matchup at all um but they they have a pretty decent run they got the cardinals after that they got the Detroit lions um Cowboys and then Jets. So I think I think that next game is going to be another rough game, but against the Cardinals we can see kind of the the hopefully the ceiling for Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard. Yeah, and I, I do think this offense does have the potential to be better than people expect. Yeah. I think Daniel Jones is what this offense needed. So there there will be value here. Dropping it's just a matter of seeing what it'll look like. Yeah. Next up, we have the Buccaneers, who lost to the Saints. Mm-hmm. Very strange game. You know, we'll start with the Buccaneers. Jameis Winston was fine. 204 yeah. yards, yeah. two touchdowns. I think some of the biggest, the two biggest disappointments on this team, Ronald Jones only had 35 yards, mm-hmm. and Mike Evans, who laid the rare goose egg, zero receptions yeah. for zero yards. He well, is probably on a lot of people's bad list. I'm going to toss another name into that disappointment. Uh, O.J. Howard. Oh, yeah. 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 No, that's 10, 10 yards Ooh. this game. He, what, what kind of season is he having? He is really uh, not doing anything. He's, he's done nothing this season. Yeah, no, he's uninvolved. Really? And, you know, this is not what you're going to want to hear. I think he's yeah. droppable. If you need to pick what? somebody else off wait. I can't trust him. He's not involved. Cameron Bright has been the better tight end for OJ Howard. And that's a tough pill to swallow, dropping OJ Howard. But you don't want to be the person who continues to trot him out there and keep getting burned like this. He had one reception for 10 yards. This has been a really bad season for Howard. And you just have to rip off the Band-Aid and try to find a solution. I would say maybe try to trade him to someone who really doesn't know not really paying attention to football. Yeah, not, who can't look at numbers. They don't yeah. really know how good O.J. Howard's doing or wait for a good game in the next, I would say give it two more weeks. And if, if he has a good game, try to offer a trade. If he doesn't have a good game in two weeks, which I don't think he's going to, then I think you drop him. So you don't think he's going to have a good game in the next two weeks? 
I don't think he's going to be good enough for anyone to want him. So just drop him now and save time. I mean, but I would keep him just <laughs> just on the chance that he can have. Him. Yeah, if you can trade him, obviously try to get something for yeah. him. Keep I'm not. Mind, I don't. They're, they're people are not buying him. In four weeks, they're playing the Cardinals, who aren't good against tight end. But yeah, I'm not holding him for four weeks. But I, I understand your points. Yeah. Uh, Buccaneers, who did do well, Peyton Barber, unfortunately, continues to be a thorn in the side of Ronald Jones. <laughs> he had 32 yards and a touchdown. Just yeah. disgusting. Very unhappy. But here's, I think, the I'll weirdest and best, uh, you know, breakout performance of mm-hmm. Chris Godwin. He's a yes. legit number one receiver in the wow. NFL. Yeah, he's a talented <laughs> mama jama, and you know he's really proving himself to be a difference maker. Yeah, if you drafted him, you got yourself a top eight wide receiver that's, that's <laughs> for a round of five of your yeah number one receiver. Here's the stats for the year: thirty three receptions, five hundred eleven yards, six TDs. He's dominant. I mean, the he's leading the league in touchdowns he's killing it this season so good for you if you picked him up on your team if you drafted him because he he went pretty late honestly but yeah really uh yeah breakout player this year he delivered and i will say i feel bad for the mike evans owners because chris godwin being good has been leading to mike evans <laughs> being disappointed yeah, not good for evans <laughs> Uh, you know, with the Saints side of the ball, Teddy Bridgewater crushed Teddy it. Loves. He made it happen. Uh, over that. 300 yards passing, four touchdowns. You know, he really was able to boost or bolster people's value. Yeah. Michael Thomas had a huge game, 182 yards, two touchdowns, 11 receptions. Jared Cook showed That's signs of life. Enough. He caught a touchdown. Disappointing game from Alvin Kamara. He had over 100 total yards. You know, it's going to be one of those things. Until Drew Brees gets back, this offense will be a little stranger than what we're used to. Yeah, so I, I, was... I see this as Kamara's floor. I don't think he's going to get as worse as he did this game, <laughs> which isn't that bad. Right, That's yeah, no. That's how good he is. I think you're exactly right. I think this is yeah. a good example of his floor, which it certainly could be worse. So as a Kamara owner, you just have to bite the bullet. Mm-hmm. Except the ten point game, and no better things can come. Uh, anything else you need to take away from the Saints game? Uh, not really, not really. Michael Thomas finally performed, you know, to to his uh, expected level. So that's that's fun. Yeah, I think this Jared Cook performance is going to be smoke and mirrors. So don't yeah. buy into it too much. Don't do um, it. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be reflective don't of his. Potential. Yeah, he's the 23rd best tight end this season. You can find someone way better. The Broncos have an incredible upset. Look at this team. Beating the LA Chargers. At home. Well done. In LA. Uh, I hate this team so much. You hate the Broncos? I I hate the Broncos. I I just hate the Broncos. Hate them. So we'll start with one of the main reasons why I hate them. Philip Lindsay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Is apparently a really good player. Mm-hmm. He had over 100 yards rushing and a touchdown, sixth overall running back for the week. He's looking great. Royce Freeman clearly played second fiddle. Well, yep. when I say clearly, Philip Lindsay had 15 carries. Royce Freeman had 13. So they did split work pretty closely, but yeah, Philip Lindsay was way more productive with it. Almost doubled what Royce yep. Freeman got 
and got a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So if you have Philip Lindsay, feel free to trot him out there. I am still worried about you know his upside just because of how much he's sharing the work. Yep. But at this yep. point, I think you have a solid flex option or an RB3. Yeah, I think the reason why we're both not that excited about the Broncos offense is I think it's due to the inconsistency, honestly, because one week their offense performs like this where they, they got some pretty good players, and then the next week no one does anything. So I, I think that's a big reason why I don't like their offense. Also, Joe Flacco's <laughs> yeah. controlling that team. But, well, and, you know, one of the highlights from this game was Cortland Sutton's run. So he had yeah. four receptions for 92 yards and a touchdown. That's a really good stat line. But if you watch that play, he should have been tackled twice. Um, so you can't take that away from him. Very good day from Cortland Sutton. It very easily could have had ended up only being three catches for 30 yards. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Except the big point total. I do think Sutton is a valuable player in fantasy football this year. Joe Flacco really does seem to target him and Emmanuel Sanders. But keep in mind, these guys, I feel, have a really low floor. And you saw that from Emmanuel Sanders last week. He had one reception for nine yards. You know, and people were excited to start Sanders. He was looking like a really good, safe option. And then you get slapped in the face with Joe Flacco. That's exactly what happened to me. You play with the Bronco. You might get kicked. Nice. Thank you. I am more proud of that than I should be. Did you uh, think over about to... that beforehand, or was that just totally <laughs> spur, on the spot? Spur the moment. Spur. So I proud of it. That for a second. I got a bolt of inspiration, which is our segue into the L.A. Chargers. <laughs> you know, I'm going to start with a victory lap. Okay. Uh, Keenan Allen. Yeah. He was one of the people I said to sit. I said I was pretty worried about him, even though he was the number one wide receiver going into last week. I showed some reservations. Turned out he got four receptions for 18 yards. Mm -hmm. He got thoroughly shut down. Uh, Ouch. Yeah, if you started Keenan Allen, this is not the performance you were hoping for. No. No, and I I honestly didn't really believe you when you said that Allen wasn't going to have that good of a game because I was like, dude, it's the Broncos. Like, you kidding me? You were right. You were right. Except I'll toot my own horn. I was correct about Austin Eckler. I I said he was still going to be involved, and he was. And he honestly played better than Melvin Gordon, which was crazy. Yeah, no. Yeah, Eckler did look great. Uh, He was still heavily involved. I'm really curious looking forward to see how the split looks, but I think Eckler will still be involved. You know, he will still be a fantasy option. I don't think he'll be a running back one like he has been, but I think he'll be happy with him as a flex for the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Split time. Yeah. Mike, Mike Williams was pretty heavily involved. Six receptions for 74 yards. He stepped up because Keenan Allen did not. Uh, Philip Rivers looked dreadful. 211 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Just a rough, rough game for the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. the Chargers, you know, the the Broncos had their number. So this was not a great showing from the Chargers. And this kind of goes to show why they can never seem to make it to playoffs or go very far in playoffs. They just don't seem to rise to the occasion. So great game by the Broncos. Really rough game by the Chargers. John Elway. Curious to see how this turned. Yeah. Way to go, John. Way to go, John. You... <laughs> I can't even. Yeah. No. Uh, Move on. Next up, we have, I think, 
as a fan, yeah. my favorite game of the week. Yeah. As a fantasy football owner, the most frustrating game of the week. Green Bay Packers obviously beat the Dallas Cowboys, which Andrew, I think he called that one wrong. Oh, it looks like Brendan did too. Wow. So let's break down the Green Bay Packers. If you did not have Aaron Jones, like myself, but you had literally everybody else in this game, you were very disappointed. Mm -hmm. You know, Aaron Rodgers had less than 10 points in fantasy football. MVS had one catch for 18 yards. Jimmy Graham had less than 50 yards. It was a rough game for the pass catchers, but they didn't need the pass catchers. Aaron Jones definitely didn't. He crushed it by himself. I was not expecting that. Just happened. Yeah. No, I thought Jones would have a good game. I did not think he'd have a dominant (laughs) game like this. I didn't think it was going to be this good. Yeah, going into the game, you know, leading up to the the matchup against the Cowboys, they were asking Jones if they think he can. They asked him if they thought if he thought he could match up against Ezekiel Elliott and match yeah. his performance. And Jones said yes. You know, he did feel like he could match Zeke's performance. I Not only did he fair. match it, he I think crushed it's it. Fair to say that he did. Yeah, yeah, that would be fair to say. So Aaron Rodgers, you know, he Thank has you. not been the QB one you were hoping for. Uh-uh. Um, you know, I like nineteen this season. Yeah, he's had a really tough uh, lineup of games up to this point. No longer is he the league MVP player, but I do think better days are ahead. I still have him as a top twelve quarterback, but he's back end back end QB one at this point for me. Yeah, I've really fallen on him this season. Yeah, when it comes to receiving options, I'm done with MVS. I yep. don't trust him. I. I'm still holding him onto my bench to see if he is able uh, to develop. But if Devonta Adams is out, I don't want a backup receiver for the for the Packers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Graham, three receptions for 41 yards. You know, it was fine. Not a great Not stat line. I think this game would look differently if uh, Aaron Jones hadn't crushed it the way he did. Yeah. But, you know, this offense does look potent. They look good. They look dangerous. But... You know, the highlight of the game, like we alluded to, was Aaron Jones. He had 19 carries for 107 yards and four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. And seven receptions for 75 oh, yards. Gosh. He was the number one running back. He beat out McCaffrey this week. Wow. If you beat McCaffrey in anything, good for you, man. Holy yeah. cow. That's, that's a good way of looking at it. Uh, I truly did not see this coming. I knew Aaron Jones was <laughs> going to have a successful year. I thought he yeah. was going to be a high-end RB2. He's making a strong case to be an RB1. RB1 man. He's a solid yeah. RB1. Yeah, I, I dig it. I'm for it. Uh, it's weird having a Packer team that can rush. Uh, the Packers haven't had a 1,000-yard rusher since Eddie Lacy, uh, which is hard <laughs> hard to say. Feast mode? What? Feast mode? Feast mode. Not Feast so mode. slim shady. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is a very different Packers team. You know, a good defense with a run game. I'm for it. Uh, it's hard to watch. It's not the same. Yeah, I dig it. You know, we beat the Cowboys. So what else needs to be said? Let's break down the Cowboys side of the ball. Yeah, this these stats really did hide how bad the Cowboys looked. Dak Prescott ended up be having a fantastic football performance. This was the fourth quarter stats, honestly. Yeah, and he over 450 yards throwing, two touchdowns. 
Oh, he looked so bad for the entire game except the was, fourth quarter when the game so was out of hand. So, it was so frustrating to me. Yeah, and it was frustrating for me as well because Prescott was not nearly as good as the stat line said. Uh, I don't know if it's a matter of he just struggles against good matchups, but I think that's pretty factual. I think he struggles against good matchups. So yeah, if he's facing a bad team, throw him out there. But if he's facing a good team, I'd be hesitant to start him. The Amari Cooper touchdown, you know, Amari Cooper had 11 receptions. Love it. 226 yep. yards. Love it. Love and the it. touchdown. Love the touchdown it. was a very bizarre play. Um, Packers, remember, they didn't know how to tackle. And he really plays an amazing spin move to get into the end zone. He looks great. Do you think that was luck or do you think that was skill? I think it's skill. I mean, I made the prediction at the well that specific play. Yes, I'm gonna say skill. Still, <laughs> Go, I'm sticking with my boy Amari Cooper. I mean, I predicted at the beginning of the season in our wide receiver episode. If you haven't checked that out already, please check it out. It's kind of funny because we made predictions at the beginning of the season. I said Amari Cooper would be top five wide receiver end of this year. He is fourth right now. I'm saying skill. He's skill. Like, he's averaging yeah. down a game skill all the way yeah no it was it was a really scary first three quarters of the game but they proved how great their offense is in one quarter they created a game full of of stats michael gallup also went ham as the Mm -hmm. kids say 113 yards and a touchdown this is this is a really good cowboys team uh dak disappointed still had a good game Zeke only had 12 carries, but 62 yards and a touchdown. There's a lot of mouths to feed, but there's a lot of points to be had. You know, in, in one quarter, like you said, you know, we were able, you guys were able to get a lot of points. Mm-hmm. So disappointing loss against the Packers. This is still a really good offense. You're playing yeah. all these options especially, every week. Especially next week, going up against the Jets. I even like Michael Gallup as a, as a flex player. Yeah, where do you have Gallup ranked on a week-to-week kind of status uh he's he's growing every week for me um i right now i got him as a as a flex a high-end flex honestly for me yeah no i think that's i think that's appropriate um yeah he's shown he's a first round uh draft pick Mm -hmm. and he shows that kind of raw talent you know I, i do think he is the future uh, of at wide receiver for this Cowboys team. I do think they're going to let Amari Cooper walk. I don't think they're going to sign a new contract for him. Oh, and I think Gallup is going to take that step. I think Vikings should trade Stephon Diggs to the Cowboys <laughs> for Amari Cooper. So I could have my boy on the Vikings. Let's go. And then Kirk can't throw Freaking to him school. too. Freaking school. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Moving that's on. what Kirk needs. Better receivers. Yeah. Uh, yes. That's Moving on, we have the Indianapolis Colts, who mm-hmm. had an amazing win against the Kansas City Chiefs. This, this, this is a- was the most shocking. I mean, Denver beating Chargers, that was great, but beating the Chiefs, wow. Yeah, no, Frank Reich played it perfectly. You want to run in the Chiefs to limit the amount of time the Chiefs have uh, to use Mahomes. Very exciting game uh, from the f- from the perspective of a football fan. Yeah, not so much if you're watching it and have a lot of the fantasy options. Jacoby Brissett had a forgettable night. Yeah. Marlon Mack is he a top game. top flight running back? He looks top. great out there. He does. Uh, I 
I just I don't know enough to put him as top ten, top twelve yet. I can put him top fifteen, but I still think there's there's too many good running backs out there for me to put him anywhere higher than top fifteen. Yeah, no, I I have this weird stigma about him in my head, but when you look yep. at him play and you look at his his stat line, you're like, ah, this. If he had a different name, I think I'd be way more excited about this guy. If he had so, a different name, what do you got against his name? It's nothing about his name. If if he was like a rookie and you've never heard of him before, and okay. all of a sudden he's putting down these numbers, you'd be yeah. like, oh my gosh, he's the future. But because he's Marlon Mack, you're not that excited about him. Yeah. You know, I think he's. I think you can speak about Mack in the same breath you speak about Fournette. You know, I, I really yeah, do think he's good having that level of production. T.Y. Hilton played a little hobbled, disappointing yeah. game, only had 37 receiving yards. That kind of sums it up for the Colts. You know, tight ends really did not need to be involved whatsoever it was the max show that's what we predicted too at the beginning of the season we did not really expect that good of a season for the uh colts tight ends right yeah and that was the luck to Brissett swap you know luck loves tight ends Brissett not so much uh going over to the kansas city Chiefs side of the ball andrew do you want the chance to brag about one of your starts of the week uh I'll, i'll wait a little bit i'll brag about it once we go over our glad or sads Oh my God! Okay, you would drag that out. Let it settle, you know. Okay, I'll drag. Pat, (laughs) yep. Okay, I don't care. (laughs) Pat Mahomes, you know, showed he's human. Only three hundred twenty, only three hundred twenty-one yards and a touchdown. Sammy Watkins, can you think of a more frustrating player you've ever seen? Here's Sammy Watkins' season. Has an amazing game week one. Just yeah. looks like the number one receiver in football. This gets is where everybody, everyone gets, started him. Oh, gets everybody yep. hot and bothered, completely disappears for the next three weeks, and then gets hurt. Yeah, there yeah. it is. I think that's classic Sammy Watkins right there. S O B. This is why. This is why no one loves you. I love it because you get burned by him every year. You get burned by Sammy Watkins I, yeah. every year. I've he, never I, touched the guy. Yep, but you have. Here's the good news. I did not draft him this year because I was, I was over it. Our relationship was over. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was done. Yeah. You burned me one too many times, Sammy. And he did it again. So Sammy Watkins, you know, after week one, people were saying he was a wide receiver one. I think he is okay being on your bench. Try to trade him if you can. I don't know how much value he has. But, God, if I'm a Sammy Watkins owner, I want out of the Watkins business. Try to remind people how good of a feeling it was to have them after week one and yeah. see if that can trick somebody. Yeah. I mean, he still has some good stat lines. Like you can say, you know, oh, he's, you know, top 20 wide receiver this season. You know, he's <laughs> still sitting 18th if you want to, you know, talk him up a little bit. But other than that, I'm really Sam Watkins is a guy. I'm, I really am avoiding. I, I, I got him on my bench, but. If I had him, he would be on my bench. Otherwise, yeah, I'm not comfortable starting him anymore. Yeah, and the chief run game, you know, it did seem like it straightened out. It was much less LaShawn McCoy, way more Damien Williams. Now that he's healthy, I do expect Damien Williams to be their running back one. And yeah. I think that makes him a, a top 20 running back for fantasy football. I'm curious to see if he can get back on track like he was at the end of last season, mm-hmm. especially with McCoy being there. But McCoy's been fighting through some injuries, so we'll see if Damian Williams can really piece that together. Yeah. Um, all right, I can brag now. 
I'll brag a little bit. Oh, okay. Please, yeah, let's I have it. I think it's time. Byron Pringle, the top receiver this week for the Kansas City Chiefs. I said it. We made our predictions last week. Who's going to be the number one receiver? I jokingly, I'll give you that, said Byron Pringle. Uh, and he did it. Six receptions, 103 yards, and a touchdown. I'm still in, in shock. Yeah, no, all I can say is the Dingle picked Pringle. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I picked Pringle, and I was right. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, there Absolutely. you go. Yep, gotta love this carousel of wide receivers. Hardman, yeah. Robinson, Pringle. It's gross, but, you know, it's the Chiefs, so you have to start yeah. somebody. Uh, of this of this wide receiver core, if Watkins is out... I think it's going to come down to Hardman and Robinson. Pringle had a great game, yes, but yeah, I, I, I would not expect that. I wouldn't rush to forward. pick him up. I wouldn't rush to pick him up at all, especially uh, Ian Rappaport said that week six could be a realistic timeline for Tyreek Hill to come back, which in my opinion is a little early. Um, I don't think he's going to come back week six, but I still like Hardman and Robinson now that Sammy Watkins is gone. So. It's good to know that the Chiefs have another option in Byron Pringle, though. That is good to know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think this Chiefs offense looked very off. You know, the game flow did not go the way they wanted it to. Mm-hmm. I think this was kind of a wake-up game for them. I expect regular Chiefs moving forward. Uh, what do you think? I I still think they're going to be great this season. Um, I, I still only have them losing about three or four games this season because I think their offense is that dominant. Uh, I, I do. I just don't really like the performance that they had this week against a a team who we did not expect to be good this season. Um, They're going up against the Texans next week. That is honestly going to be a closer game than I would have predicted. Uh, if I predict this at the beginning of the season, but I still think Chiefs have a very good chance uh, of of being one of the best teams in the AFC. So I'm not falling on them too much, especially with Tyreek Hill coming back. I dig it. Next up in the final game we're reviewing yeah. is I think might be the most insightful game of the week. The Cleveland yep. Browns got absolutely demolished by the 49ers. The undefeated 49ers, one of the two teams that are undefeated. Yeah, no, and, you know, I I voiced my concerns going into this matchup mm-hmm. because, you know, the 49ers had a whole week to prepare. And typically defenses that have that extra week to prepare, they do show up in a pretty frightening oh, way. Oh, boy, were you right? Nick Bosa. Oh, my good God. Lord. My God. God. Nick Bosa was looking like a all-pro out there. Yeah, he's he stole Baker Mayfield's soul. Uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I saw it on the field. Um, yeah. yeah, barf. Baker Mayfield looks like Johnny Menzel 2.0. Now, that's harsh. I, I don't mean that. I don't want to put that evil on him. It's, there's some similarities, though. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole deal not with not shaking hands with Richard Sherman. Which was debunked. That, it's on video. He did shake hands with Richard I mean, Sherman. It was, a, it was a weak handshake. It still counts. It's a thought that counts, just like Christmas. That's the difference between Mayfield and Mayfield and Manziel. Manziel went to shake in the hand. Mayfield minimal effort. Um, But just what a what a rough game for the Browns. And then we got Nick Chubb, who 
was really looking like the best player uh, on the Browns. 16 carries, 87 yards. Not too bad. I don't know. What are your thoughts on him? It wasn't too bad. Yeah, no, that was a awful, awful game for the Browns. Nick Chubb was a lone bright spot. You know, he had 87 yards. You know, not great, but that's that's a fine floor. Uh, if he would have gotten a touchdown, obviously he'd be a much higher yeah. end of yeah. end of week uh, scoring. But no, Nick Chubb did fine. You know, he did not look like the problem whatsoever. He still looked like an elite running back. Really, the issue were you know Baker Mayfield. He yeah. only had a, a hundred yards passing and two interceptions. <laughs> that's not that's so, so bad. Um, Jarvis Landry, four receptions for 75 yards. I'm not interested in Landry. I don't really think he's going to be. Yeah, I I just don't. I don't think he's going to be the focus for this team. You know, I think he's a fine flex, but in no way would I be excited to put him there. Yeah, I like him in the flex position. Uh, He's the, in the last two weeks, he's been the number 10 wide receiver. That's just the last two weeks, which is the only two good weeks he's had. Um, right flex is as high as i would put him yeah and i think even that's a little high for me but the real real stinker in this game was odell beckham jr he had two receptions for 27 yards and late in the game they put him on the field for a punt return return. and he tried to be fancy and he got tackled and lost the ball yeah i don't know if he's trying to do too much i don't know if he's getting frustrated with baker or what the deal is this team looks confused um it, yeah, it I looks like a classic Brown team. Like yeah, this is Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I feel bad that this is how their season is going, but that's uh, football. It's fate. It's destiny. Brown yeah. So I mean, bad. I'll I'll sum it up quickly. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I don't even have him on a roster. Get rid of him. If he's on your team, you can drop him. Stream yeah. quarterbacks or pick somebody else up. Uh, people had high hopes for him. But, you know, he's just not delivering. So you just got to drop him and use that roster spot for somebody else. Nick Chubb, still a top 10 running back. Yep. Even in an awful game, he looked really good. Odo Beckham Jr., right now. you have to leave him in your in your lineup. You know, he yeah. you've seen what he can do. He's a, normally he's a pretty slow starter, but then he picks it up. You just have to bite the bullet and hope that's what happens. Yeah, you know, he's, he's an elite player. talent underperformed this season though 35th overall wide receiver i mean you got players like chris uh, godwin chris godwin doing better i mean players like john ross yeah ty hilton better than him muhammad sanu doing better than him this season. mark andrews manuel sander and mark andrews yeah scary terry i mean it's it's but just, it's, it's really i would be disappointed if i had yeah. on my team it's tied to Baker Mayfield. So if yep. Baker can figure it out, Odo Beckham will figure it out as well. Yep. Uh, to uh, the 49ers side of the ball. Yeah, let's get happy. You know, let's get happy. A happy note. This team looks fantastic. Shockingly. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy G looks extremely competent as a quarterback. Uh, I wouldn't say he's a game winner by himself, but he's, you know, seems more than capable to manage yeah. the game. I think the thing I was most surprised by was how dominant their run game was. Tevin Coleman finally came back, 16 carries for 97 yards and a touchdown. But the the hero of the day was Matt Burita. He had 11 carries for 114 yards and a touchdown, three receptions for 15 yards and a touchdown. I think Tevin Coleman was the running back one for this game, but Matt Burita had a, a fairly lucky break, which gave him the better stat line. So moving forward, 
if you can turn your Matt Burita shares into a Tevin Coleman share, I would try to do that if you can. I think if people weren't watching this game, they wouldn't really see how involved Coleman was. But it looks like 1A, 1B, Coleman's the A, Burita's the B. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, Coleman did get more of the snaps, so I like I like Coleman moving forward. Yeah, and this is a really valuable running offense. They have a great O-line, and granted the Browns might have just have looked horrible, but there were some huge, huge rushing lanes for these running backs to go through. So Kyle Juszczyk did get hurt, and he was a big reason that the running game was as good as it was. But, you know, I still think there's tremendous value here for these running backs. And in Kyle Shanahan's system, he always produces a really solid running back. Mm -hmm. Uh, George Kittle finally looks Kittle-esque. Kittle-esque. He was fun to – he was really fun to watch this game. I mean, he was was exciting. He was just fired up the entire time. So, Yeah, six receptions, 70 yards, and a touchdown. That's what you want from the tight end you invested so heavily in. Mm -hmm. Uh, That, I think, kind of sums it up. You know, I don't think there's any wide receivers I'm, you know, chomping at the bit to get. Yeah. It's just Kittle. He's the receiver Kittle. I want in this offense and the running backs. Yeah. Also, 49ers defense. They're legit. Yep. Yeah, that was good. That They're was legit. that was a good one. Yeah. Uh that that truly does finish our weekend recap. Uh let's break it down. Let's end the day with our glads and sads of the week. Yeah. We do have some similarities here. Uh, in the sad category, but in the uh, glad, I think they're pretty different. They're so I'll different. start Matt yep. Burita, 114 rushing, two touchdowns. Uh, Burita the cheetah, man. He was the fastest the ball cheetah. carrier this week with a speed of 22.6 miles per hour. Thank you, NFL Stats, for that. He, it was hot. That was a hot yeah. game. Yeah. Burita, granted, he's the 1B of that offense. But he's proven year in, year out, when he's given the opportunity, he's a great running back. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll say Pyron Pringle first for my glad. Uh, I just wanted to just remind everyone again uh, that I was right and that you should always listen to me and not Brian. All right. Moving on. So humble. Uh, yes. Next up, I have Deshaun Watson. Huge hmm. game. I was really excited to see what he could do, and he absolutely delivered. Just to the wrong person. But he threw for over 400 yards, five touchdowns, added almost 50 yards on the ground. He was a superstar. And that's if he can keep this kind of production up, obviously not this level, but, you know, the style of offense. I think he could finish the season as the number one overall quarterback ahead of Mahomes. Wow. All right. Uh, I got Chris Carson. I've been very high on him this year. Uh, I put him down because, A, he didn't fumble, right? That's a plus. Uh, and he had a good game. 27 carries, 118 yards, and a receiving TD that he almost dropped. Uh, he was the 10th best running back this week, uh, and he was a big part of that Seattle uh, victory. I dig it. And my last glad of the week was Aaron Jones. Not just because yep. I'm a Packer fan, but because I am a fan of fantasy football points. Yeah, it's He was a superstar. Four touchdowns, over 100 yards. What more could you want from your running back? Aaron Jones. They freed the beast. Aaron Jones is here to stay. He's valuable. I like it. Yeah, uh, and I I put down Christian McCaffrey, but I feel like that's a little bit of a cop-out. Yeah, a little Uh, bit of a cop-out there, Andrew. I'm changing it. I'm calling it an audible. (laughs) DJ Shark. 
DJ yeah. Chark, I, f- I feel like he's still going under the radar. Uh, fourth best wide receiver this week, eight receptions, 164 yards, two TDs. I really like him as a, as a flex option, and he's growing. He could possibly be wide receiver three, wide receiver two, especially with Gardner Minshew, Minshew mania throwing to him. So, DJ Chark. DJ Chark. I like it. Uh, to the sad category, yeah. Mike Evans. Uh, both have, you know, yeah. wow, that was just a pile of flaming I, garbage. I I'd be devastated. I thought he got injured <laughs> and I missed it because I saw he got zero yards, zero receptions, and I was like, did I miss an injury or something? And it was, nope, he just didn't catch the ball. Yeah, Andrew, do you want to hear something I'm pretty proud of from this past weekend? Yes, let's hear it. Actually, we can share this. Okay. Both Andrew and myself yes. were as productive as NFL receivers this week as Mike Look Evans. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> I can honestly say I shared the same stat line as an NFL wide receiver. Wow. So Mike Evans and I are basically the same person. Listening. Yeah. Sharing yeah. the same stat line as Mike Evans, unless you're a pro football player listening. If Take so, that high school coach. I am something special. Oh, yeah. uh, I matched Mike Evans' stat line. So deal with it. <laughs> yes, we should change our name. We're no longer barely athletic. Yeah, we are as athletic as we Mike Evans. At, we are equal to Mike Evans. <laughs> Statistically correct. Uh, less than or equal to <laughs> Uh, since we shared that one, I'll just yeah. break out the next one. Yeah. I have the Packer receiving weapons. Rodgers didn't throw a touchdown. Jimmy Graham only had 41 yards. Marquise... Oh, I can't even say his name because it makes me ill. MVS had 18 yards total. This was supposed to be his breakout game with Devontae Adams being gone. I no longer have confidence in really any of these receiving options other than Devontae Adams. I think because they had such success at the running game, I think it's going to be basically Jones and Adams will be the main focuses of the offense mm-hmm. as it should be but these ancillary weapons like graham mvs allison i don't think are going to hold much yeah. value rest of the season just didn't didn't step up uh yeah. my next guy I, I got melvin gordon and not only is because he just didn't perform well fantasy wise but he just kind of let me down i was excited to see him uh i know before we realized that he was holding out for a new contract um mo- most i the majority of people had him as a top 10, if not top five running back uh, going into this season. So I was excited to see what he can do uh, against a not so great defense. Uh, Melvin Gordon only got 12, he got 12 carries, but 31 yards and four receptions for seven yards. It was just really underwhelming. Every time I saw Melvin Gordon get the ball, got a little excitement because I was like, Oh, he's back. He's great. And he just did nothing. Yeah, no, that that was a rough one. Um, I do think better days are ahead, and I do think they are still trying to work him in. But yeah, yeah, no, I absolutely get that. Uh, And my last loser of the day, Baker Mayfield. Me too. I cannot imagine how sad he must be. But I will say, the more commercials I see him on, the more I think, I wish you were practicing as hard as you were working (laughs) on commercials. Then again, those are very funny commercials. That You know, he's a better actor in commercials than he is a football player right now. I like that one. So, you know, I certainly hope he can figure out whatever it is that's getting messed up. I don't yeah. know if it's his ability, if it's the offense, or what the deal is. But for the time being, 
Baker, you are a loser and enjoy being on waivers. I mean, I've never seen a guy who didn't complete, I guess Kirk Cousins week one, didn't complete more than (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. That's comparing Baker Mayfield to Kirk Cousins. But listen. What a sad career. uh, Kirk Cousins went 8 for 10. Baker Mayfield went 8 for 22. Uh, no. I mean, these are the quarterbacks that are better than Mayfield this season. Mason Rudolph, Case Keenum, Teddy Bridgewater didn't even start the beginning of the season. Daniel Jones, Derek Carr, Joe Flacco. I mean, Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew, Marcus Mariota. Uh, uh that's all I got to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are you oh. doing, Baker? Come on, yeah. I, I had so much faith in this team, and it just crash and burned. Making me uh, cry. Yeah, it's making me cry. Oh. Yep, yeah, yep. that's that. That's it. We're gonna we're gonna end it with us just both crying about Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So Browns, I hope you. The good news is you guys are familiar with losing, so it's not that tough of a of a pill to swallow. But yeah. I do hope better days are ahead. I do like the kid. <laughs> I do want him to get better. We got the Seahawks next week. <laughs> yeah, that that could be rough. Uh, that sums up our recap oh, episode. No. Uh, I look forward to giving you guys a preview of week six. Thank you for listening. Please remember to subscribe and leave a nice review on the Barely Athletic page wherever you are listening. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it and being patient with us being a couple of goofballs. Thank you once again. Have a wonderful night.